Welcome to Bruising Boxing. I'm your host, Raider Live, with you with another week. Uh, after watching last week, watching most of our predictions go down the tube on our long shots, James, it's not uh, happy smiles times for me when it comes to betting, but that's all right. It happens sometimes. That's why they call it gambling, not winning. With me, as always, is Filthy Rich. Filthy Rich, what's up? Well, the NBA trade deadline oh, just geez. passed, and it looks like James Harden is going to Philadelphia, and Ben Simmons is going to Brooklyn. This is huge for both teams, so uh, that's all I got. I am excited for the second half of the NBA. Well, my question to you is, how does that affect LeBron? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Probably doesn't. All right. Probably doesn't. <laughs> but. All right. And with me, as always, is Judge Jimmy James. Judge, uh, we didn't do too good on the uh, long shots last week, but uh, it is what it is. How are you doing? Uh, you win some, you lose some. That's all right. We'll, we'll get them next time. Uh, doing pretty good, though. Uh, nothing really to report. Uh, it was off air, but you did get that soccer game correct, that draw. Well done. And then with us, as always, is uh, Matty Bush, Bush Light, uh, Beard Bush. I don't know what nickname we're going with for him up there yet. Uh, the man on probation has to scramble his IP address. What's up, Matty? How you doing? How are we all doing? I'm living up here in a blizzard right now in the at the North Wall. We have a blizzard going on, so I'm the North Wall in a blizzard. Yep, uh, I'm at. That, the, I'm protecting you guys. Yeah, reminds okay, me of flashbacks Snow. of uh, riding with uh, you and the judge here in a blizzard going to your house. <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was some scary times. Scary times. I we shouldn't survive that. Remember. But, <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, gentlemen, we got a long show here today. It's mainly news rich show today, and then uh, some reviews from uh, our predictions from last week. Uh, so, if you guys are ready to get to it, I'm ready to get to it. You guys ready? Get it on. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. I already opened my beer, but uh, cheers, gentlemen. Hey, cheers. Oh, look, you got bush light shock. Is that the only thing they sell up there in the blizzard, too? It's the only good thing. Ugh, couldn't find any PBR. They got that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on with the show. Cruising news time, gentlemen. Lots of news to get to this week, including some big names and some uh, ridiculous statements. But uh, we're going to start right off the bat with uh, Eddie Hearn says that uh, Terrence Crawford should sign with the PBC. Really doesn't want him to sign with Matchroom, but he wants him. He said he should sign with the PBC. He says he doesn't think he could sign him to any big fights if he comes to the two match room. Uh, Filthy Rich, what do you think about this honesty from Eddie Hearn? Yeah, that's a key word there. I appreciate Eddie Hearn's honesty. I don't know why this guy gets booed at every fight, but I appreciate his honesty. If he can't bring, basically, it's the Errol Spence fight. If he can't bring that, then we're just wasting. You know what I mean when I say we? We're wasting uh, Terrence Crawford's career. Basically, we've been waiting for so long for this fight. If Terrence Crawford really is out of his contract with top rank, PBC is the spot to go. If you you still aren't guaranteed uh, uh, Errol Spence fight, but at least uh, there's something there. I do want to mention, too, there could be, uh, you know, Eddie Hearn maybe protecting a fighter or two. Maybe he's saying there's no big fight here because he's protecting his own welterweights. But um, on the surface, I like what Eddie Hearn has to offer here, what he is saying here about uh, Terrence Crawford going to the PBC. I think all of us agree with that. Yeah, I agree with it, too. It'd be fun to see. But, uh, you know, he still has to get by Ugas, too, which he may not get by. You don't get by Ugas. Spence doesn't get by Ugas. That Terrence Crawford fight might be worthless anyway. 
well, not worthless, but less money anyway. James, what do you think? Uh, you're head of the Crawford Superfan Club. Where should Crawford go? Uh, I assume he's not going to go back to top rank anytime soon. Oh, obviously not. <laughs> no way. Not definitely not going back to Bob Arum. That's like yeah, he's not white. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I mean, the PBC it does make sense. Uh, as Rich just mentioned, I do appreciate the the candor by Eddie Hearn. I mean, if you're telling him right now you can't, you're probably not going to be able to deliver the fights that you want. There's only a couple of names. Then what's the point? Like, let's not waste our time. And obviously, Eddie Hearn is doing all right for himself, so he doesn't really need to have another uh, person in his stable, even at this. Um, this type of a superstar, but uh, I mean, yeah, the PVC definitely would make it easier um, to get a Spence fight uh, 100%. But on that same token, why even be with a promotion at this point, you know, your value, you know, where you are. Obviously you've been in the game for quite a long time. Do exactly what Canelo has been doing and just, be your own promoter and do whatever you want. Like you don't need to sign with anybody at this point. You finally got a fight after you got out of it. Um, like just, just rock it, dude. Just, just go. That's what I, that's what I say. I say just, just fly solo. Matty ice. Uh, or- this is a cold call. Whatever it is. Uh, I, I always get worried when I hear honesty and promoter in the same sentence, even though we had to say it, but, could uh, Eddie Hearn be thinking the same thing Bob Arum is that Terrence Crawford just isn't a payday like he seems like he should be? Could that be it? Like he feels like it doesn't make any money off of him, like Bob Arum says? No, I think Eddie Hearn actually is honest. And notoriously, Eddie Hearn puts on the best fights available that he can make. Like he does his best to make good fights. Um, I really like that idea of Crawford going out on his own, actually. Don't sign with anyone. James is hitting that right on the head. Crawford is established as arguably, you know, how you want to look at it. Maybe the best pound for pound fighter. You know, it depends on how you look at it. He could if you do look whatever at it wrong, he yeah. wants. <laughs> uh, come on now. Uh, <laughs> but he could do whatever he wants. He could control his own destiny and go wherever he wants, take whatever. I still think that Spence fight probably never happens. Um, but yeah, go on your own, take all the other hard fights, pick up anything, you know, make some money in this. It's, it's the prize fight in sport. Make other, your money, make your money live. Well, I'm surprised that more people don't go that route of Canelo uh, that just, sign two fight deals or one fight deals with promotions and stuff like that. We'll talk more about Canelo and that later, but I'm surprised more people don't do that. Kind of like the Mayweather approach. Mayweather just started his own promotion basically and makes hundred billion dollars a fight. You know, why don't uh, all these big fighters do that? And maybe you get these big fights happening more often. I don't know. Maybe that's just the way to go. Rich, you look like you had something to say in retort there. I mean, I would say if, you know, if we're going to throw it back to me for a quick second before we move on. But yeah, I think that I think it's a good idea. I think the only like kind of problem with it is you need to be an established fighter. And if you're not guaranteeing yourself uh, big money and Eddie Hearn or Al Heyman is telling you, hey, I can double your money, but you got to sign a three fight deal. I mean, this is the price fight. You got you got to do that. So. Yeah, well, we don't know if he's a prize fighter. You know who is a prize fighter, though? I do. Amir Khan. But he said in his press conference, baby, he's a prize fighter. That's what he does. So he fights Billy Dib. I can't. Prize I fighter. can't believe I did. <laughs> I did. Billy Dib. <laughs> I'm a prize fighter. I, I pay it for the money. That's what I do. All right. 
Uh, let's moving on here. Sean Porter uh, became uh, numero uno on my hate list all of a sudden, uh, even more than Billy Joe. Nah, not more than Billy Joe Saunders, but pretty bad. When he says that Boots is overrated, my guy Boots, Rich, my guy Boots. My guy Boots <laughs> is overrated. James, I know you and me have uh, had many discussions about Boots where I say Boots is uh, a mini Crawford. Now he may be better than Crawford now, and you always tell me I'm ridiculous. But this has got to be a little ridiculous with Sean Porter, don't you agree? Uh, I agree with the state. I agree with the with um, the ridiculousness of Sean Porter's statement. Um, I do think that Boots is a, a, like a Crawford clone. Uh, I still think Crawford would beat him, but it's still you can't deny the skill. Like you watch him, and he looks the same. It's super crazy. And then the fact that Porter has to say like you're overrated. I man, that's big words coming from the guy in the same in the same division, right? Who just retired, just got out of the game. Who won't, you know what I mean? Like for me, it doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. Now, if you want to go and do like all oh, the resume, right? Yeah. He doesn't have anybody on his thing. I know someone's going to bring that up and bring up the resume thing, but still <laughs> it, it's, it's still like, you can't deny what your eyes see. And this guy is, you know, Joey, I don't think he's overrated at all. I think uh, Porter is a little, uh, I think he's Porter's usually right in a lot of stuff. I think he's wrong on this one. I think Boots is the real deal. Hey, Crawford messed up his brain a little bit too much there. Uh, what do you think, uh, Rich? What was the quote that you saw from Boots you were bringing up in response? You got that? No, I don't. But uh, I think I we we need to define what overrated means. And I think in Porter's case, I think he is saying that many people have him overrated. And I think that is what uh porter actually said now well let's break that down a bit if people have uh boots ennis ranked at like number five or number four or something that is a bit crazy sean porter may have this guy ranked at number 10 and that seems legit to me so we don't well uh, i know porter just put out his top 10 welterweights and he has boots ennis on there he has them at like number i think number five i could be wrong he's just saying many people have him overrated i understand what he's saying resume 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 there there you go james i'll drink to you uh (laughs) throw it back boys yeah well that's the terrence crawford knock too but anyway uh boots's response was i heard you uh, sean porter said i was overrated he was just saying I'm ready and too much for these guys, LOL. And you said you won't fight me, yawning emoji. But keep that same energy, though. If I'm so overrated, come out of retirement and fight me. Now people retire and I'm overrated. Uh, you put overrated in quotes and come out of quote, unquote, retirement, unquote. So, Seabach, I know uh, you and me have talked about Boots before. I've told you Boots is my guy, uh, my up-and-comer. How ridiculous is this statement? And should Showtime come out of retirement and uh, fight boots? Uh, n- no, I I think everything's misconstrued. Sean Porter is a gentleman. He's uh, he he he's always well spoken. I think things just got turned around with his words. He he likes boots on us. He respects his skills. It's I think it's just it's a mix up of words. And honestly, I mean maybe Porter's still feeling that itch to fight again. You know, he's still young enough. But I don't think that should happen. Um, and if they did, Porter probably win. Oh, I just said it. Boots would be Porter. <laughs> Boots would be Porter. He'd beat him. He'd beat him. Uh, I don't know. Sean, po- Sean, Sean, Sean Porter's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, well, he just got 
destroyed by Crawford and uh, Boots is a Crawford clone. James, throw it back to you for last thought. I, we're talking in the context of saying it's misconstrued. He was talking, this came up on who Thurman should fight next. Um, and he is just bringing up that Boots is overrated, saying that he is just too hyped and just hasn't been in the ring with any world champions. But I don't think that I, I still just disagree with the statement. I don't think he's overhyped. So, but if you want to talk about that, that's that's what he said on the uh, on the podcast. But Thurman ain't going to go after Boots. Thurman's going to go after someone else. Hundred percent. Everyone's scared of Boots. Give Boots a fight. Give him a title fight. Let's see him. Uh, let's see him rock. All right, moving on here. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week about. Canelo had two choices to either what was I can't remember what the other one was, but one of them was to fight Bevel and Triple G in a two fight deal, and there was a one fight deal with Charlo, I believe it was. Is that what we were talking about? That was his choices. It appears that he is closing in on the two fight deal, the Bevel fight and the Triple G fight. Bevel would be on Cinco de Mayo, and Triple G would be on Mexican Independence Day for their third fight. Bach, what do you think? Uh, this is the one I think he should have chose. But I believe you said he should take the Charlo fight instead. If I'm wrong, uh, correct me. But I believe you said that. Uh, what do you think about him taking this two-fight deal and uh, having Triple G part three? I'm, I'm personally not a fan of it. I, you know, I have said I'd want the Charlo one. Just one fight deal with Charlo. But, uh, yeah, this, I don't know. Be- we all know Bevel's boring. Yeah, Canelo... Kennel could make it entertaining or Bevel could make it really boring. And there's too many like pieces of the puzzle in play on this one, because for this all to work out, Canelo, you know, he has to beat Bevel, which shouldn't be an issue, but then Golovkin also has to look good against Murata in his next fight. He has to look good. Even if he wins and it's not a good looking fight, that fight is still off the table. There's no money in it if Golovkin looks old, slow, and wins by a crappy decision, you know? There's too many pieces in that puzzle that don't work for me when you could have guaranteed money, a huge fight with one with Charlo. And that's my opinion on that. Well, I, I'm going to fight you on this. The fact that I thought Triple G looked a lot better in his last fight against Sir Matza or whatever. I can never pronounce his name. SZ or whatever. to that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I can never pronounce names. But I thought he looked a lot better in this fight. And, you know, he at worst was 1-0-1 against Canelo, in my opinion. And I think most of our our opinions, he was 1-0-1 against Canelo. But a third fight with Triple G is going to be he's going to be 40 years old when that fight happens. And maybe he just leaves it all on the table and stops dancing around and just, you know, leaves it out there. I don't know. It'd be be kind of fun to watch. I think they'd fight in a phone booth. But uh, go ahead. You got your hand raised. Yes, go ahead. But it's in the contract. It's like. The way they have it placed, it says, if Golovkin looks good, he can win. But if he doesn't look good, the fight is off. So I heard like, it was just he had to win. I no, just had no, to win. no, he has to look good. And hey, let's not talk about or Let's not uh, pass Canelo beating Bevel either. I mean, Bevel is a very, very tough fighter to beat. And that's mm-hmm. a big, yeah. that's 175. That's a big, that outside of better BF, that's a, that's a tough fight at 175. Filthy Rich, what do you think of this? Uh, him taking the two fight deal over the one fight deal. So James, Maddie Bush, and myself all wanted the PBC deal. We all and we said that as fans. We think Charlo would be the better matchup against Canelo. Uh, Canelo is taking this deal 
I've said it so many times, we may as well start drinking of this, but it's the risk reward balance. Uh, Charlo is too big of a risk. I think Charlo had the best chance of probably beating Canelo. He's taking the Bevel fight. Let's not. Yeah. I mean, you're right about not overlooking Bevel because sometimes you have to look vulnerable in order to get a big fight. I think this is why Triple G looked, you know, average. I don't, it wasn't average, but he looked uh, beatable before he got the Canelo fight. That was a tricky, sneaky way to lure Canelo into this fight. Canelo's ducking Triple G. He's been ducking. He, at that time, for years, was yeah. ducking Triple G. He was a duck. They called him Canelo. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> nothing on that. Now, look, so we got, we got the, so we got the PBC out of the way. I wanted to, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Bevel, maybe luring him in, looking not so good. Sarameda was the guy. Now Thank let's you. move on to Triple G. As far as looking good goes, I don't think that matters because Canelo wants to beat this guy. If, if Triple G looks good, Canelo might want to back out of this fight. But this, I'm not calling this a cakewalk, but. Uh, it might be the end of Triple G if he has to move up to 168 to fight Canelo because that's where that fight's going to take place mm-hmm. after the Murata fight. Nope. And it shouldn't yeah. be. You know, it, it, I don't know about that. It may be, I mean, they could might maybe do a catchweight, but uh, I think it's for the 168 belt, right? So, I mean, kind of I hope Golovkin wins. wins. Golovkin's never been a Ring Magazine champ. I hope he wins. I think well, I think he's got a good shot. He's got a puncher's chance, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, what do you think? Uh, you apparently wanted the one fight deal as well. I was the only one, I guess, that wanted this two fight deal. But uh, yeah. I, I, I want to see Triple G get his revenge because he's, in my opinion, he's undefeated against Canelo. So, uh, but the scorecards don't say that because damn Adelaide Bird. Yeah, well, I didn't want. I don't want the PBC fight. Just if your business sense, that's a smarter move. I don't. I already stated. The Charlo fight will never happen. And I'm going to stand to it and I'm going to stick to it until I got to eat crow. Hopefully I never do. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if that's the one he's inching towards, Beevil's Beevil. He has come up in weight, but I don't really, Beevil's technical, but he is boring. It's going to be a boring fight. Um, I still think Triple G or uh, uh, Canelo is going to beat him. Uh, I do a uh, nonverbal binding on your contract talk there, Matty Bush. Um, Cause I don't <laughs> think that's, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think if he just needs to win, cause at this point, Canelo is definitely not afraid of triple G for the third time, but um, he did look better against Sarameda. Granted that's now a year and a couple months removed. So you don't get no more. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. We'll see what, uh, Oh man, what is it? James, no, what's his name? Jonathan Banks. That was who I was trying to think of last week. It was yeah, driving last me crazy. Week. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Don't shush it. But yeah, I don't know. But Jonathan Banks is still keeping him on the defense. Has him still, you know, he's he's not going to have uh, issues with stamina probably, but he may have ring rust. So, I mean, hopefully we'll see what he does against Murata, but I don't think that's going to matter. If he beats Murata and this uh, beats Bevel, then it's going to be Canelo Triple G3. And let's just uh, hope that it's a good fight. Well, Jonathan Beggs definitely has a more aggressive style for Triple G, at least in the what we've seen. Like he's a lot more aggressive. What you talking about? Di- Jonathan no, Beggs is a defensive no. fighter. Yeah. He is, but I'm talking about her. strength G, wise. Strength wise, he's a lot G? stronger. He looked a lot bigger under Jonathan no, Beggs. No, no, Hold no, on. no. Triple G. He looked a lot Hold bigger. No, he in. didn't. Hold on, let me jump in. Did Sarah everything in stamina? Let me jump in. Sarah Maida moved up from 154 for this fight, so that's probably why he looked bigger. 
that's all, that's all I can really say. Now, if that's Golovkin's last fight, that's one thing. But this will be an evenly matched fight. Murata's been like a top five-ish middleweight over the last couple of years. So uh, I think Golovkin beats Murata. We'll get to that when it happens in March. But uh, that's all I got before you guys start screaming at yeah. Dr. Yeah, Raider over here. Yeah, okay. I said he looked bigger, he looked stronger, and I, I don't know. I, I thought he looked bigger and stronger. Uh, you said that his that he was that the training was dip, that he was more. Did you yeah. watch training was for all, his first fight? All I thought they were talking about his training was about all about mute strength and endurance. I thought, mute he, I thought Jonathan Banks was the whole thing was about strength and endurance. About no, defense. no, yeah, defense, student rolling on his feet and having foot movement. I'll drink to you, Raider. Created. I got fine. your book, Raider. Thanks, Raider. You ain't got Appreciate nothing. It, Thanks, Let's go. Let's go. Power. Right on my back. All right. Fine. <laughs> Triple G is going to beat Canelo for the third time. Just I hope so. I hope oh, so. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be cheering for him. It's going to be great. We're going to James's house. Oh yeah, and you're going to bring that glove with you, Matty. Uh, Matty Bush. Next. Oh, this. Hey, this glove stays here. <laughs> All right. All right. Erickson Lubin versus uh, Sebastian Fandora and Tony Harrison versus Sergio Garcia are both set for April 9th. Some good, decent fights in April. Uh, actually, this spring is looking pretty good for some fights every uh, week, except next week or this week for some reason. But uh, the whole spring looks pretty good. What do you guys feel about this Erickson Lubin versus uh, Sebastian Fedora and then Tony Harrison versus Sergio Garcia? Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, look, uh, Lubin has been, he's looking really good since his knockout against Jermel Charlo way back, what, two, three years ago now, something like that. Uh, Fundura looked uh, they got him ranked places, but he's never had any real competition. I think, uh, it's not about prediction time or anything, but, uh, it's a kind of a showcase fight. The towering inferno is like six foot five, raising at 154 pounds. So, I mean that's a cool little fight. Tony Harrison's going up there in age. We'll see what he's had, what he has left in the tank, but uh, it's a story. Well, yeah, it's a story. That's why we're it's a story. Like, <laughs> it's nothing major, I don't think. All right, James, why don't you tell the story then? <laughs> well, I mean, I think this is a bit look. So, Fundora and Garcia just fought. Right, that was their last fight, and Garcia is uh, relatively, well, I don't know, like a Spanish fighter, I think. Um, and he came out and looked, he looked good against Fundura. I, I thought, I, I thought he was given putting up a fight against because most people get hit two, three times by Fundura in the, you know, the, that uh, I don't know. Look at the pictures, man. It looks so weird, but they get hit and they get disrupted and all that mumbo jumbo man but he looked good i thought he looked good i mean he still lost by unanimous decision but um i mean i garcia is not lubin lubin is going to come out and do something so if garcia if lubin can can take some of the pages out of this book and bring this to fondura i think fondura is a a, an issue uh because eventually someone's going to chop that tree down uh and is going to happen so i don't know man i think it's uh it's interesting i didn't think lubin was going to get that big of a a fight that quick but mm, i think it's going to be good it looks like we're going to be spending a lot of time at James' house this uh, yeah, spring. Yeah, boy. So, uh, uh, I'll make sure to uh, bring out the bust out the Tecate for uh, for this spring. We're going to be Tecate'd out yeah. by the time uh, summer hits. Yeah. Matt E. Bush, you going to uh, escape the North and come down and watch these fights with us here? And uh, oh, what do you, what's your opinions on them? Absolutely. Yeah, I'll escape the North as long as it's not snowing. But uh, I'd like to see, you know, and I didn't look this up. And maybe James can now or may, maybe later we'll talk about it. But I don't think the reach advantage with how tall Fondora is, or Fondora is at six, five, 
Lubin has very long arms, and I guarantee the reach advantage is not as big as you think it is. And Lubin is educated. They call him the hammer for a reason. If you can put a straight straight shot down the guts into the, the tall man and chop it down, oh, I think that's a great fight, and they could there a lot of fireworks in that fight, honestly. Right. Maybe not a reach advantage, but to be able to throw a punch that high up there is a little different. No, you don't, need hit, guy you, don't, you don't need to hit the head. You don't need to hit the head. There's a lot of body to hit. <laughs> You've hit your head plenty of times. <laughs> uh, let me, uh, I guess. I don't know. I do want to mention I, Sebastian uh, Fundura. This will be the first time he's the underdog in a fight. And I don't know. I, you know, I think he's just a showcase guy. Not, it's no knock on him, but like Erickson Lubin is really, really good. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. like that one punch knockout, that Charlo, the Jamel Charlo uh, fight could have went, that could have been a, like a bloodbath. So I, the winners coming up here are eventually going to get a Jamel Charlo fight. And at the end of the day, I hope that guy, is what what's his name? Who, who are we talking about here? Erickson Lubin. I want the hammer. I want the <laughs> hammer. The hammer. Jamel Charlo. The hammer. I'd be really excited. Hold on, hold on. Right. Sorry, no, I'm don't sorry. mute him. Yeah, I, I don't have mute power anymore. I lost. Yeah, he can just ahead. say it and I can do it. You don't have to say it every time. You don't have mute power. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, Bush. Oh, now you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens, man. Just live with it. It's okay. Yeah, no one cares what you're gonna say. I'll drink to you, Maddie Bush. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was gonna say, let's not forget losing to Jermel Charlo is not a bad thing. The guy's great. But we didn't get the fight we wanted to see. That was like a first round knockout. And like, if you could get up and say the round ends, move on to round two, we probably would have got twelve but rounds what, out of them guys. Yeah, but Erickson Lubin's been—he's been learning. He was only twenty-two years old when he got knocked out. Jermel was like 24, 25 years old too. Yeah, but Jermel's a freak of nature. So is so are you, the buddy. hammer. I'm a freak of nature too. So yeah. you're a freak of nature too. I'd like All to right, see that, now. I'd like I'm to cutting you off now. Mute that guy. All right, Done. I'm cutting everybody. Thank you, thank you for that. Uh, make sure to put that in post too. Uh, that's it for the news this week. Uh, we, as I said, we had a lot of news to hit too. I think we did it very good. We got some uh, reviews coming up from our predictions last week to hit, and uh, so let's go ahead and uh, move on with the show now. All right, Brews and Reviews time. Uh, I don't have it written down what our predictions were, so you guys can just tell me if you got it right or not. I know I didn't get a few of these right, but uh, we're going to get through it anyway here. Uh, Eubank and, uh, versus uh, Williams. As uh, James put it in the notes of the show, Vomit. <laughs> James explained <laughs> the vomit portion of this uh, the review of the fight. Uh, I will do that. Um, if you want to know our predictions, you just have to watch uh, the end of last show uh, to figure that stuff out. Um, but yeah, vomit. This was just a terrible fight. Um, Eubank did not seem like he was taking this seriously. It, it was uh, if you didn't know, Eubank Jr. is being trained by Roy Jones Jr. or at least he was for this fight. And this looked like Eubank was a. Uh, I don't know, man, like a like a Chinese copy of Roy Jones Jr. And he was just arrogant and just didn't. It was really disappointing that he wasn't taking this seriously. I think his dad even looked on the sideline like, what are you doing, kid? But Williams is always pressing forward. Uh, Eubank popped him quite a few times, uh, knocked him down four times in the fight. Williams never really got, you know, off his guard. He kept. 
he just kept coming forward the entire fight for the entire fight. But it was just, man, Eubank was, you're going to have to watch it. It made me upset. Like you're just clowning around and just not, not taking it seriously. And if you're not giving any respect to Liam Williams, that's fine. But at that point, just put him out of his misery. If you're really going to be like that, like it doesn't, it didn't make much sense. Hands down a lot, a lot of, a lot of this, a lot of trying to do the Roy Jones uh, shake and shuffle uh, to, to pop him in the head. And it just didn't, you're not Roy Jones, man. You're Chris Eubank Jr. And uh, <laughs> right now you ain't nothing. So um, it didn't seem like a very good, uh, good fight for me. He did win, um, obviously, very convincingly on the cards as well um, because of all the knockdowns. But um, pff, all it would have taken is one time he gets caught in that fight. There was a point where he was dancing literally on the side and William stopped and looked at the ref and went, well, at that point, if I was Williams, I would have came up there and popped him in the. I would have just ruled. But whatever, man. British fighters. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. British fighters. But yeah, super disappointing. Uh, don't watch it. I guess I just told you to watch it. Don't watch it. It's don't watch it. Well, those <laughs> the first three knockdowns too were like in the first three rounds too, weren't they? There was like uh, yeah, were pretty, yeah, they were pretty quick, and there As wasn't said, and they weren't yeah. anything crazy either. It was just like, yeah. mm. but he never went in for the kill ever after getting knockdown. He was, no. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, Filthy Rich, you are a Roy Jones Jr. fan. Uh, what did you think of this uh, this uh, Chinese copy, as James put it? Well, I don't know what I thought, but uh, yes, I think we're all Roy Jones Jr. fans. <laughs> or what's next for Chris Eubank Jr. after this? Does he st- keep with this kind of style, or is he uh, where does he go from here? Look, I mean, the, this there is something about uh, show and tell kind of thing, like. Uh, Adrian Broner's the king of this. Like people are going to buy fights to see you get knocked out and, and like Mayweather I think is the same kind of way. So if Eubank wants to take that route, uh go right ahead. It's your career, man. Do what you got to do. If you can make a dollar at the end of the day, go ahead and do it. Now, what is next for Eubank? It's not Canelo. Like we're at 168, it's not Canelo, not anytime soon. The biggest fight, the biggest like money fight you're going to make right now, Chris Eubank Jr., is a rematch with Billy Joe Saunders. I got a few names here, but Billy Joe Saunders is the number one name. Saunders is coming off an eye socket injury. Uh, You might win this time. So uh, it's a big UK showdown. So go ahead and do that. The other couple names I have here, guys that he could probably beat, or maybe he just matches up well with them and they both have fights coming up soon. Uh, Danny Jacobs, I think that'd be a good fight. And like someone like Gabe Rosado, I think that would make a good fight as well. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, I, I was going to ask you if he was doing all the showboating stuff to try to get Canelo, but you know, that Canelo's not going to fall for that kind of crap anyway. Right? That's all dependent too. Billy Joe Saunders decides not to retire. What's next for uh, Liam Williams there? Uh, uh, Matty uh, Bush, uh, he was kind of embarrassed in that fight, but he did. At least he kept in it, at least the entire way. What, what do you think? He's a tough guy. Uh, he's got horrible footwork, horrible balance, and that's why he kept getting knocked down from them jabs as he came in because he had horrible balance as he came in to establish his work. And that's why he kept getting caught by, like, the best thing I've heard tonight is James saying the Chinese version of Roy Jones Jr., like, <laughs> Like, like I really like. It's not even Chinese. Because, <laughs> no, no, no. Like he's saying, like the knockoff. And you know what? It's never as good as the original. You know, it's like, like it was like the perfect analogy. He just kept catching. You know, Liam Williams is like he's just head down, come forward, tough, 
tough fighter. Yeah, I'll give him that credit because any man who steps in there, I respect. But he just kept getting caught off balance. Um, where does he go from here, Liam Williams? Um, honestly, he's tough. He can throw. Depends on the style of fight. Maybe for him, how about this? Because there's a fight coming up here against uh, Ryder and Jacobs. Whoever loses that fight fights Williams. Oh, that's an idea. I like it. I idea. James doesn't like it, but uh, Filthy Rich likes it. So I guess Filthy Rich will drink to you. <laughs> hey, Richie. I'll, hey, hey, we'll drink together. Let's do it. Yeah, there you go. All right, next thing we're going to review is uh, Quadros. Uh, former champion Quadros was trying to regain uh, being a champion uh, in that division, trying to get his name back out there with the likes of Chocolatito, Strongbeside, and all them. But he uh, was fighting a Rodriguez who... Uh, Knocked him out. So, what do you think, Rich? Well, or uh, didn't knock him out. Knocked him. Beat him. Beat him. Pretty convincing. Anyway, Matt, it's your review. Quadra. <laughs> I'm confusing uh, Quadras, my fights in my head. I'm sorry, Quadra. All right. Well, well, if you haven't watched it, Quadras versus Bam Rodriguez. Go watch Bam. it. Please, please go. <laughs> please go watch it because it, it is one of the more entertaining fights I've seen in quite a bit. And you know, I know a lot of. Not a lot of shine gets put to these guys at the lighter weights, but you know what? Go watch this fight, please, and and reevaluate what you think about these guys at lighter weights because it was a hell of a fight. Um, honestly, a man coming up from 108 pounds on short notice, taking the fight, and I'm talking about Bam Rodriguez against an established one-time champion, Quadras, or maybe two time. I don't know. Quadras has been in the game for a long time, but he's only 33. James, I might be wrong, might be right. I don't know. Sounds about right. But, you know, but I mean, Quadras is no slouch. He's a great fighter. He's been around for a long time. And this young man, 22 years old, from Robert Garcia's gym, comes up and puts on a show. I watched a, a guy with footwork at a young age move in and out throw in angles that Quadras didn't even see coming a crafty vet. Uh, there was uppercuts. There were lefts. It, it was, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And he even had a little dog in him too, where uh Bam would actually catch and shoot on punches. Like he'd take one to give one, but he's catching and shooting. And honestly, like I was so impressed with this young man. I will watch every fight that he ever fights in. Even if he goes down back in weight or if he stays up here, Anything I recommend anyone watching this, you go watch Bam Rodriguez fight and you will be happy. And I think he's he's the future at that weight and all around that weight. And you know what? He's so young. He will move up into the bigger echelons. And uh, I think you're going to be we'll be saying his name for a long time to come. Honestly. All right. Rich, what's next for Quadras after this fight? Uh, he was a former champion. Doesn't seem to be able to be, compete with these guys at this level anymore, though. What, what, what's next from him? Is uh, does he get back in there with Estrada or not? The um, third fight with Estrada. Uh, yeah. So look, uh, yeah, Quadras is probably done. You can't beat a guy coming up two weights. That does not look good. I think his career is about over. If he's thirty-three years old, that that's pretty old. So at this point. Uh, make your money and get out while you can. 
the easy answers here are someone like Chocolatito, Sarung, uh, Sarung Vasai, and Estrada. Those are like the three biggest names, the three easiest names. Uh, get your money and run. Yeah, basically becoming a gatekeeper, don't you think? Brian Valoria, what's he doing these days? Uh, He's training. Same thing, same thing we're doing, <laughs> I think. <laughs> James, what's next for Rodriguez after that? Does he get to jump into the top three there with Swing Vasai, Estrada, and uh, um, and uh, who did I forget? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, yes. Drinking too hard. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter. First of all, Sarango Sai was supposed to fight Quadras for this fight. All right. This is the guy who backed out because of COVID. Quadras is not going to drop. I don't believe Quadras is going to drop down. He threw like 300 more punches than Bam Rodriguez, man. Bam Rodriguez is just a phenom and he got caught at the wrong time. Right. Anyway, what's next for Bam Rodriguez, right? Jesse Rodriguez came up and wait. This dude is going to be able to do whatever he wants, probably from 108 to 118 for. A while he can if he can literally literally come up to two weight classes and fight quadros and do what he did no division is safe right now right if he gets the only problem he's going to come up is when he comes up to 118 that's when the big stuff happens is when it's like Inouye and denaire um but i think he cleans out 108 i think he cleans yes. out 112 yes at this point 115, he's going to have some some problems if they're still around, like Estrada, Strongvasai, and Gonzalez. But, I mean, for me, biased. He's probably going to have his biggest test against uh, Chocotito. But, I mean, this kid is a shining star. And I think at this point, it's whoever's going to give him the chance at another title is what he's going to do. Whether it's at 108, 112, 115 at this point, he has the saying- ability to float. So. So you're saying Rodriguez has arrived? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll just say this real quick. All right, he does. He sidesteps and punches to the effect of a Lomachenko esque uh, footwork. All right. Not quite That's there all I'm yet. Saying. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yep. Yeah. Would it be like a Chinese copy of it? <laughs> no. 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 But yeah, he is. That's what I got. He, he is James, the youngest. Well put. He's the youngest champion in boxing right now yep i think he's 20 years old i'll drink to that 22 uh, no, yep. the kid the kid the kid the kid's gonna be great he's really gonna be great it is great all right last fight we gotta talk about my nickname's not the kid oh Griffey jr baby <laughs> sorry raider continue all right uh moving on <laughs> <laughs> our last uh our last fight here thurman versus barrios uh barrios uh didn't have any roid rage during this fight uh apparently uh didn't click in uh thurman thurman german thurman german uh took over the fight for the most part i did have the over which was good i did have barrios which was not good so uh rich why don't you review this fight for us so I did mention last week, uh, I'm a little, I wouldn't say embarrassed about it, but I did say boxing is a disgusting, corrupt sport. Uh, and Thurman would win on points or at indecision. But Thurman controlled this fight the entire way. Now, part of that could be because uh, Barrios is moving up from 140, taking on maybe a top, maybe a top guy at 147. We don't know if Keith at this point, we don't know if Keith Thurman was a top guy at 147. So 
I mean, me and James will always butt heads on this, but when you move up in weight, you don't go after the top guy right away. Even with uh, Rodriguez, I would not want to step in the ring with anybody. Take some easy fights, but back to Barrios and Thurman. Thurman looked really good. He looked really dominant. He deserved probably 12 out of 12 rounds. I know he lost one round on someone's scorecard there, but... (laughs) Keith Thurman against a guy moving up from 140. Uh, I almost feel like he was expected to do that, but uh, I, I see big fights for Keith Thurman on the way. I feel like he's called out Crawford. I think he wants some of boots. I think he wants a lot of guys. I don't know how he handles them guys, but uh, Keith Thurman looks very dominant. I'm not saying you're missing, missing much here, but there's probably some other fights you'd want to watch first before you watch Keith Thurman beat up on uh uh, Mario Barrios. Boots kills him. Anyway, uh, is Thurman back, Matt? What's next for him here? Uh, he kind of touched on a little bit here, but what do you think is next for uh, Thurman? Thurman, um, honestly, yeah, I was impressed after that long of a layoff. The ring rust, he claimed he didn't have ring rust because he knocked it off in the gym. But, you know, he'd been out for, I don't know, almost three years. I don't know how long it was with injuries and all this. He had gone up in weight. Now he he looked great in the weigh-in, and I was like, okay, all right, I want to see how he looks in the ring. And he looked he looked great, and it was a good fight for him to take right away. He needs one more fight because you know what? He's so susceptible to taking body shots still to this time. Barrios rocked him with a body shot, and it, Thurman was visibly hurt from it from a, a smaller man. If he can get over that, I think Thurman is still one of the more dangerous fighters in the world at his weight division. One more, one more fight to knock off the rust, and he's ready for the top names. Like who? So, so who? Yeah. So who is? Like who, is who is the name? Though? All that. Well, well, they're, they're well, they're 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 talking. They wanted they wanted Thurman Crawford because obviously we ain't going to get Spence. But do I don't want, want I don't want Thurman to fight Crawford yet. I want Thurman to have one more fight and. Uh, who would I want him in there? It's you know a lighter name, a natural guy at that weight. I don't know who it would be at this point. Whoever is not signed to a fight right now, I think Thurman beats a lot of guys. Thurman's a he's he's a gamer. You don't, you know, you don't be boots. You don't be boots. I, I okay. What? Yeah, yeah. Boots. We, you know he's unproven. He's never been in with a Thurman. Thurman is a true champion. All right. <laughs> fights every three years how about this gary russell jr how about how about he dust them boots off and takes boots out next before he gets thermit or brilliant brilliant he he dusts them boots before he takes before he takes on terrence crawford mute this man oh my god all right after that i I had to open up another beer uh, what do you, well, James, what's next for uh, the steroid King Barrios? Uh, is it another yeah. drug test coming yeah. up here, or what is it? <laughs> yeah, I just give him the steroid king. He's just not in yeah. Vada. And don't, be, <laughs> don't be tarnishing the man. Um, I don't know who I'm still trying he to lost 12 who, rounds. I'll tarnish him all out. I'm trying to figure out who Keith Thurman's <laughs> fighting next. I don't even know what just happened, yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. Uh, we'll go on to Barrios. So, Barrios, um, yeah, unfortunately, man, he didn't, he didn't really look that great. Um, I thought he was going to look a lot better coming up in weight. I thought he was maybe struggling to get to 140. That's why he had issues against Tank, and he came up against Thurman. And he did take a big, uh, you know, good body shot, but man, what's next to this man? Um, unfortunately, 
I, mean, I don't really want to say this because you're only 26, but I, I think your ceiling's a gatekeeper, son. Um, and it's super unfortunate, but he has the, at least he has the time and the opportunity to turn it around. But if I were him, given how 147 is stacked, I would pop a 140. I'd go back to 140. Um, I would stay away from Taylor, um, but I would try to get probably one of the names, like a, I don't even want to, I don't even know what I do against this, but like Pro Gray or Zapata, um, even a Jose Ramirez. Uh, but that's still a very dangerous fight. I mean, he can even pop like a, I mean, there's, uh, he goes down, he goes down and competes. He was a champion at 140 at one point. Pro Gray Zapata do that obviously if taylor vacates and goes up to 147 then um maybe he has a chance at some belts but that those are the two names that i'd probably uh put him up against uh, as i like on fights i like I that know. he's a gate- young age he's a gatekeeper at 147 i like that that's he is well he doesn't I, like that i'll tell you what uh, watching that fight i think he needs a trainer change because that, i'll give you the uh, answer the answer is Adrian Broner for both guys. Oh, Adrian Broker. can't figure out a way he can promote a fight by himself. I'd like to He's see Adrian get... Broner against Keith Thurman and Adrian Broner against uh, Mario Barrios. There's your answer. I'll drink to me, boys. But, fucking Broner's, <laughs> Broner's in jail more than I am. Come on. It's hard for him. So to he needs fight. the money. He'll take it. He ain't got no money. <laughs> he can't even afford the super size of Subway. I mean, he can't even do that. You know? <laughs> Remember, he, only, he told the judge he only has twelve dollars. <laughs> Pacquiao, oh Pacquiao God. beat Thurman and beat uh, and beat Broner. So I think the two of them need to go at it to see who so who's the best know, guy to lose to Pacquiao. Whatever, yeah, you figure it out, man. That's funny. He needs a trainer. Barrios needs a trainer change. I'll tell you that because he just did not look good. Like he he didn't adjust at all. I, he doesn't. He needs to slow his way into one forty-seven. Don't. T- I mean, yeah, Keith Thurman needed some dusting off there, but like. I don't know. Moving slowly, one good body shot, but I I had him losing twelve rounds. I think one forty. I think he belongs at one forty. I'm with James on this. I had him losing twelve rounds. Uh, You said the body shot, maybe one round, but I don't think so. That's why. Yes, I'm talking about you. Yes, go ahead. Thirty seconds. You know, like Barrios lost to Gervonta Davis. That's not a bad thing, and he gave a good fight. He took Gervonta. So, yeah, he should go back down to 140. He could do damage at 140 still. Barrios, yeah. I'm talking. I agree. Like, yeah, like, that's why I said it. Yeah, he said Mute that. him. Yeah, mute him. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Just don't, come on. Take the Bush lattes and just relax a little bit. <laughs> Maddie Bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, are there mountains? Oh, that's Coors Light. I was going to say, are there mountain mm-hmm. blue? <laughs> that's Coors Light. All right. That's our reviews for our show or our, our shows, our picks last week. Uh, I think if you looked at it, I think Rich did the best on them. Uh, but you're going to have to go act that up, math up yourself because me and James, we like to go on the edge and like to take some underdogs from time to time, right, James? And then sometimes yeah. underdogs, you're going to lose some, but you're going to win some, some more too. So when you hit. All right. That's our reviews for this week. Uh, let's go ahead and move on with the show. All right, that's our show. We got to get it rocking and rolling out of here before James finds a uh, wet floor sign to knock us all out with here. But <laughs> Filthy Rich, what do you want to bring us on home? I just want to give a birthday shout out to a follower, friend of the show. Happy 40th birthday at Brooms 35. He's liked a few of our stuff. Huge boxing fan gets his boxing news from Bruise and Boxing. I'll drink to you, Kirk. 
So he gets, the, he gets the right news. That's right. right yeah, on. happy birthday. So if Kirk's watching us, where can he listen to us as James? And if he's uh, listening to us, where can he watch us? Well, if he's listening to us and he wants to watch us, he can go to YouTube backslash brews and boxing. Uh, and if he's watching us and wants to listen to us instead, um, he can go to any major podcast site and just type us in. He'll find us ASAP. Or talk to Alexa and say, Alexa, play brews and boxing. No, I forgot about that. You can't oh, do you that. forget about that, that. and yeah. the Google Home thing. Yeah, it works. I, it, I've done it. It's cool. It does work. <laughs> said, it does. It's cool. Uh, they're always listening to you. All right, uh, Maddie Bush, you have a moment of Zen quote to bring us out on, or what? Well, I got called like three, four different names tonight throughout the show, and uh, this goes out to James. This is a cold call. <laughs> that guy needs to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for Judge Jimmy James, Maddie Ice, Maddie Bush, whatever the hell we're calling him now, and Filthy Rich, I am Raider Live. We will see you guys next week. Beam! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>